Welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew, and I am your conversor, conversationer, combo, can't stop talking, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt, and this week, this one kind of follows up on a sermon I did on the previous Sunday, Um, and I'm in the middle of a series, I just started the series last Sunday, and that series is uh, covering discovering our identities in God. And each week it's taking a different section of that. And this past week, I talked about discovering our identity in God when we feel unloved. And feeling unloved is, it's kind of, it's one of those subjects, right, that's a little touchy. Like it, it kind of hits at our very core because as humans, that's what we crave. We crave to be loved. We want to be loved. It's why we'll act certain ways um, and why we have all of the information that we do about how important love is uh, at the uh, at the creation of a child's life, uh, at, at the beginning of that life, of how the, the love that a child receives and the first few years can really determine the success of that child throughout the rest of his or her, their life. And so it's one of those things to really consider, to think about as to how we understand love in our own lives, not not only what is a feeling, uh, what just feels good, but instead uh, of what is a healthy type of love, but what do we do when we feel like things are truly, truly unhealthy. I mean, think about that. Think about that for a second. When were the times that you felt unloved? Why did you feel unloved? Was it because you were, you wanted somebody in particular to love you? Is it, is it connected to uh, self-love, like you don't love yourself? In fact, maybe you hate yourself, or you hate the way who you are, the way you act, what you are, uh, any number of things of why there might be some self-loathing. And on Sunday, when I spoke about how do we find our identity in God when we feel unloved, we looked at a particular story in the book of Genesis, in the Hebrew scriptures. And that story is about a woman named Leah and how this woman, Leah, wanted, yearned, strove, and did everything she could to make Jacob love her. But Jacob didn't love her. Jacob loved Leah's sister, Rachel. And it was very apparent in the way he acted and in the way he treated Rachel's children, uh, there's a number of factors. And what's interesting about that story is that as it goes along, that even as Leah has children, Jacob's children, uh, even as she is the first wife, uh, which in the ancient world would have been very important, and when she gave birth to Jacob's first son, which again, the first son in the ancient world, they got the largest inheritance. They were seen as the ones taking over from their father, and they provided complete security and safety uh, to the mother. 
that had them, that there's still this sense of that Jacob doesn't love her and that every time she has a child that Jacob continues to not love her because what's important for us to remember is that love is always a choice. There's nothing that we can necessarily do to make someone love us because for them to love us, that is a choice, just as it's a choice for us of who do we who do we love? And this could be any type of love, not just the, the romantic kind. Le- Leah obviously was after uh, the romantic, uh, the, the love of a husband. But in all kinds of situations, right, there's all types of love. And so there's this sense that even though she has been noticed by God, that God loves her, that God is uh, blessing her, God is God is walking this path with her, that all she can focus on, her entire life becomes fixated on the fact that Jacob doesn't love her. And so she begins to miss the people who do love her. She misses the love that does actually surround her. And so when she begins to wrap her entire identity around the fact that Jacob doesn't love her and how she wants that love. She yearns for that love, but she she's just not going to get it. But she begins to wrap her entire identity, that's all she's fixated on, to the point that she names her children in connection to that, of connecting to that I'm not loved. And that this goes so far that it causes a problem between herself and her sister, Rachel. And then it's going to cause a problem between Leah's children and Rachel's children. That's ultimately going to end with Leah's children selling one of Rachel's children, named Joseph, into slavery into Egypt. And so you have to take a step back and go, wow, her entire identity becomes wrapped around what she cannot have. And as I think about it, how easy it is for us to sometimes get wrapped around what we don't have instead of paying attention to what we do have. And so how do we deal with that, right? How do we, how do we begin to understand and see and move and be with an identity that's really more focused upon God, upon the love that does exist, upon the things that we do have in this life, whether they're blessings or abilities, uh, different people that are that's in our life, that we, we have to be careful and take that step back because if we throw ourselves too much into what we're missing, what we don't have, that we're going to miss the love that we do, the gifts that we do have. And it creates this emptiness for us. Think about that. When all we can think about is what we don't have, we're always thinking about something to fill it up with. And how sometimes those things that we choose to fill our life with, they don't stop the pain. They don't get, they don't satiate, they, they don't seem to fill the void within us. 
And so then, how do we begin to shift? How do we begin to put our identity, a foundation in the love that we do have in this life? And it's one of those things that it, it's those small little steps. It's not like um, today I, I make a promise that from now on in all situations, I'm going to only find the good or I'm only going to focus on the love that does exist. I'm only going to focus on the good things of life. I'm only going to focus where God is moving through our lives because that's going to be really hard to accomplish because life is difficult and it hurts when people don't love us. It hurts when people don't respect us, when people mistreat us. Those things are painful. And yet, how do we begin to turn away somewhat that they don't become our entire identity? And that really comes in small little steps of stopping ourselves when we get into that that back and forth, that constant up and down of, of thinking, of, of, of only seeing the negative, of only seeing how things are not working out, of only seeing how we aren't loved and saying, okay, wait a minute, let me take a break. Where am I loved? Where does God, how does God love me? As I said on, on Sunday, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so if the love of God is our foundation, and even though there are painful things that happen in this world, how does that begin to turn how we see love in every other realm of our lives? How does that open our eyes to an identity that isn't focused on what we don't have, but begins to be focused on what we do have? And so my hope is that with however we're feeling, when we feel that unlove, when we, when we get fixated on those things that are, are detrimental to us, our, or we try to put our identity on something that we may never, ever have, that we take a moment and step back and and try to see how God is continuing to love us through whatever struggle, whatever challenge it is, and begin to see the love that others have for us. That we have an identity, a foundation, in a love that never ceases, as opposed to, well, if I do certain actions, then they'll love me. Or for ourselves, if I get to a certain size, if... I just stop making stupid decisions if I all those negative things that go through our head that we beat ourselves up over what if we hit pause every now and then and ask no wait this is why I'm lovable or this is who loves me what if we take a break to look outside to see where love really does exist even in the bleakest and hardest of times when it feels like Will anyone ever love me? May you find that love this week. May you notice it in all the different places in your life. May you see it in the smallest of ways. And may you know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Have a great week. 
Oh, 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 oh,